Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Walking Directions podcast with me, Natalie. I'm so excited for this episode. It is something that I love talking about, and I also just, like, need to catch up with you guys. It's been a hot minute, and I've been DMing a few of you um, through the podcast Instagram, Walking Directions, just as the podcast name is, and I have been loving chatting with you guys, getting some feedback, trying to improve this. Creating a podcast is difficult, and I keep seeing all these memes of, like, everyone's creating a podcast not everyone should be you know having a podcast and i do agree with that and i know that it's uh, another thing <laughs> side note see i'm already proving my point this guy uh his last name's clark his first name starts with the j he's on tiktok i feel like a lot of people know him he has like three million followers but he was making a video every single day along with a shirt design every single day because he was saying how to get good at anything you need to do it a lot and you need to do it bad a few times before you can get better at it and that's definitely how I feel about podcasting. I'm not someone who, unless I'm around my family, I'm not someone who talks the most in a group. I kind of prefer to sit back and listen and so just having like free range to mind dump into a microphone, I'm literally sitting on my closet floor right now because I don't like my roommates to be able to hear me. Um, I'm learning a lot and I'm working on making this a more interesting informational enriching experience for all of us so thanks for sticking around if you're still listening after the past few weeks and i'm excited for a few episode ideas i have coming up as soon as i figure out this freaking technology we're gonna have guests it is so difficult and i feel like no one really has a clear-cut way of how to do it um like tutorial wise there's not a whole lot of information out there for as many podcasts as there are it seems like there should be more information and it should be easier to get a guest on a podcast, but I'm learning and I I can't wait to have the very first guest that I'm going to have on here is going to be the most exciting. So updates to come. I hate when people do that, but um, yeah, I'm excited for everything that's going to be coming for the podcast and I keep seeing all of these memes as well that are like January didn't count. 2023 starting in february and oh my gosh is that true for me i had the most insane december and insane january but not in a good insane way like so many random things happened in january along with working like crazy hours for modeling which is why i've been mia on like a lot of my social platforms like i traveled over to paris it was my first time really working since i had mono and it was my first time really working like those kind of hours since october We were doing like 10 hour days, 11 hour days, seven days in a row, like no weekends off. So I feel like I had the past four days off and I finally have gotten back to a state of calmness and my laundry is done and all of that. And I think it's perfect timing because I slept so well last night. It's the last day of January today when I'm recording this. And I can't wait to start February with all of my true goals and everything that I want to work on in the new year. It's starting tomorrow, so if you want to join along, I know on my YouTube channel I'm going to be posting more workout videos, and on my TikTok I want to create more mentally and, I don't know, like, things that help your mental health. I want to kind of gear my content more towards that in February because that was something I was working on a lot in the past few weeks, and I would love to share what I've learned, but today's episode is going to be all about alcohol because while some people had a dry January... I had the opposite. (laughs) I had my going out Alex Earl era in January. I was doing so much socialization that revolved around alcohol and I was not saying no. I was, I was drinking heavily and I haven't not drank the way that I did in January 
since I was in college. Like, as soon as I turned 21, that's how I felt this past month. And a lot of that had to do with meeting new friends. And also, when you're in Paris, like, the culture there is so, let's go out and grab drinks. Especially in the wintertime, because it is a little bit chillier there. It was, like, 30 degrees. And I was enjoying it. Like, it, it was a really great month. It was a lot of socialization, a lot of meeting friends that... I don't think I would have had those experiences if I wasn't pushing myself to go out. And I know you don't need to drink when you do that, but it it was a good experience. And I had a great month filled with the most awesome friends. And there's a season for everything. That season is ending though, because I can feel the effects. So I wanted to talk about different stages I've had with alcohol, whether that be sober, damp, or my going out era that I had this month. And kind of what I've learned, even like I did a bunch of research for this podcast episode because throughout the past month, I've just been wondering what have I actually been putting in my body? Like, I know alcohol is not good for you. I know I get hangovers, but I've always just wondered like, what is the actual like physiological signs and symptoms and reactions that are happening in my body? Like what is actually going on in there? So I did a bunch of research. I use a lot of uh, Northwestern medicine. So if you want to do more research on your own. They have a lot of really great resources for alcohol. And as always, if you are struggling with alcohol, if you feel like you have an unhealthy relationship with it, um, maybe you're drinking too much, maybe you don't know how to stop, um, always reach out to me or please go and get help. Like there's so many resources that you can use um, if you're struggling right now. And it doesn't matter if you're 19 and struggling like i think college has kind of made it where it's almost normalized to do borderline alcoholism characteristics i don't know if that was a complete sentence but you it's it's not normal to binge drink seven nights of the week or to have to drink to put yourself to sleep i remember in college one of my friends was saying that she needed to bring a drink to class and i was like that and she was like oh that's something that you could only do in college and i was like that's not normal though so if you're in college or maybe you're post-grad and you feel like you're struggling but you feel like maybe it's normal because we're in this stage of life where you're supposed to be going out and having fun maybe journal and reflect and see if it's truly a life stage thing or maybe you have something bigger going on that maybe you just need to talk to someone and uh, get some input on that but i wanted to like give a little disclaimer before fully diving into this because I feel like it's a lighthearted topic that should be taken more seriously. So let's start with different seasons that I've personally had with alcohol and ways that maybe if you're experimenting with alcohol, as always 21 plus, um, kind of my take on different levels of consumption and the ways that I've seen it impact my life along with there's a bunch of people that I follow on TikTok that talk about the damp lifestyle, kind of what I've gathered from everyone. So I I really think alcohol kind of falls into like three main categories. You're either sober, you're damp, meaning that you only drink like two to three drinks a week and that's on social occasions. You don't carry alcohol in your home. You know, you're not going crazy and pre-gaming or you're just fully in your going out era and that is when you, what I would consider like you're drinking excessively, you're having multiple drinks every single not every single night but you know you're going out and you're binge drinking like you're going out to get drunk it's like in college we would be like what's the point of having a drink if you're not going to get drunk and now that i'm 24 i see how messed up that logic is so i was sober in 2022 
at the beginning of the year and it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself because it really made me reevaluate my relationship with alcohol and what it really does to me and for me and I learned a lot about my friendships too because it's interesting when you're sober people don't always want to invite you out to things something about you not drinking I feel like makes people uncomfortable drinking so I really learned those months who my true friends were and who wanted to be my friend for me and for the wholesome coffee shop dates and going on walks and bettering ourselves and our goals and who wanted to be my friend because it was convenient to have someone to go out with and that was hard but it was also so valuable because I don't think I would have had that if I never had gone like fully sober so I learned a lot about friendships going sober I also met so many personal goals I think that that really catapulted my social media and it also really catapulted my modeling career um those months I was also starting my full-time job as an RN I was like working crazy hours and I had a long distance boyfriend at the time and I had energy for all of it it was crazy I could have never done that if I was drinking I gained like 20,000 followers on TikTok in a month and I was traveling to South Carolina almost every two weeks I was signing big international contracts I was just in my girl boss era and I was eating it up I had so much energy so much drive so much passion for just like life and my career goals and that was really great for me and a reason that I have definitely considered going fully sober again um I was also in really great physical health like my workouts were going great I was not fatigued you know when you aren't spending one day a week hungover it's crazy how many more physical gains you can make and also I noticed that my anxiety it was like basically non-existent um anxiety is probably like something that I struggle with I guess I'm not like I don't say I struggle with it a lot but I noticed that when I drink my anxiety gets extremely worse so not drinking it was interesting to see the correlation between not feeling that when I wasn't drinking and for me it's like the anxiety that I get after I drink like even if I just have a drink or two it's interesting how my anxiety gets worse so fast forward we went to a damp lifestyle like mid 2020 2022 and to me like I think moving forward the damp lifestyle is like perfect because you're still getting the experiences of going out and I think that some drinks are just so fun to drink like a nice mojito tastes so nice not even for the alcohol part of it just I genuinely enjoy the taste um and you're still you know meeting friends people are still inviting you out which it sounds bad but like you're just still getting that social interaction um it does make you feel a little bit less awkward another thing that I wish I wasn't admitting but like something about just having one in you makes you feel a little bit less awkward when everyone around you is also partaking in those activities basically the damp lifestyle if you're not familiar it means um just like two to three drinks per week and you know in social settings i think i already said that but just to clarify um i did notice though with the damp lifestyle i did still get like a little bit more anxiety than when i was completely sober but other than that that was like the only real flaw that I had to it um because you're not at least I'm personally not really getting hung over off of two to three drinks so you know you were still productive I was still going 
and meeting my goals not to the same level because when I was sober I like literally wasn't even going out to bars so that was like a fat six hour chunk every single week that I wasn't doing anything I was just sitting home alone um so yeah I guess that's like to me it it's perfect because you're still socializing but you're not getting the anxiety of the hangovers as bad as we can now talk about your going out era my January was my going out era like I said um there was a lot of anxiety this month I think that a lot of that had to do with though I have been meeting a lot of new people but I think when you go out and you're meeting new people you wake up the next morning and you know maybe you said something a little bit more blunt than you would have if you hadn't had a drink in you um but on the flip side I think that it's a good way to get out especially in a new town and meet people and just kind of explore it is kind of funny how social alcohol is and the act of that is it's so weird when you really just sit back and like think about it from like a fly on the wall perspective all these people are just crammed into this establishment drinking essentially like a toxin and just dancing next to a stranger like it's actually kind of the funniest thing but I had so much fun we were just exploring different bars and um there's a lot of really cool places here in tampa and st pete so let's fast forward to what is like all of this alcohol that is giving me anxiety doing to our bodies um i did get a degree in nursing so i just think like this is the most interesting thing to know what is truly happening when we're drinking this substance i like knew that it was a toxin but I didn't really realize or maybe I had known this and I just chose to not really absorb this information but alcohol is essentially just ethanol cut with water and there has to be like a certain amount I guess to have it be legal like to be able to legally drink it and not die which is just like kind of insane when you really think about it um and the effects like it makes sense like you're literally just slowly kind of poisoning your body I guess so there's different blood alcohol contents and as we know 0.08 is the legal limit so i wanted to like see what the different ranges were and why different you know you have one drink and you're like okay i feel you know good i feel maybe a little bit relaxed but not nothing crazy but then you have four drinks and you know you're dancing like a noodle and you're not really remembering what the person next to you just said kind of thing so i wanted to like dissect what each different level of drinking does to our body a blood alcohol content of 0.01 to 0.05 this is like your time your reaction time is altered but this is just one drink so you know you're not really feeling anything crazy you might feel a little bit relaxed but other than that you're doing good 0.03 to 0.12 is when you're tipsy so this obviously all depends how many drinks this will be based on your body size and gender and all of that kind of thing but um the human brain human brain is actually releasing dopamine during this so this is why you feel euphoric and confident and to me like this is just tipsy is like perfect because as we keep going you'll learn nothing good really happens after 0.12 so 0.09 to 0.25 you lose your fine motor skills you have mood swings and you have really poor judgment this is the stage when you wake up the next morning and you have anxiety because you made a bad choice and you know that that's not a way that you would have acted if you would have not had alcohol in your system then at point three 
the cerebellum's affected and this is when you're dragging your friend home and you have blackouts which is just so scary that especially in the world that we live in right now no one needs to be blacking out basically after that i didn't write any of this down but that's when you can literally go into a coma when you're going to the hospital your stomach pumped all of that scary stuff and it's crazy how quickly you can progress from just a slow reaction time to literally being in a coma and potentially dying so let's talk about my safe drinking tips I did go to a party school in college. I went to Paul State. It was a small school in Indiana. You had to make your own fun. I get it. And I think that it's hard when you're surrounded in an environment like that, whether it be post-grad or whether it be college. Like when everyone is drinking heavily, it's hard to not think that that's normal or to kind of like stand your ground, I guess. Hang on one second. I think my microphone just slipped. Okay, we're back. So, I feel like I've been around the block a little bit and I've learned a few things. I think my number one safety drinking tip is to go out with a trusted friend. If you are going out and you know that you're going to have more than one drink, or maybe more than two drinks, we'll say, this is not the time to go out with a girl that you just met or like try to make a new friend and hit the town dancing. Like, at the end of the day, you don't know this person. You don't know if you can trust them. If, God forbid, your drink were to get spiked, can you truly trust them to make sure that you go where you're supposed to go at the end of the night? So if you're having more than a drink, go with a trusted friend. And if you want to hang out with someone new, maybe just say like, hey, can my roommate or my friend come with? Next, I always choose a like high noon, truly white claw or like a canned beer. I'm going out to a bar where it's very close quarters it's harder to spike you can open it up yourself you know that there's nothing weird being put in there um you can easily just put your thumb over the hole so no one can you know put something in it when you're not looking I think it's just the safest drink in terms of getting drugged I've had way too many friends get drugged and it's not worth it next um really think about do you actually want another drink or do you just want something to drink i notice that a lot of the times i'll order a drink it's not even because i want another drink i'm just thirsty and that's something that i've gotten better at so i will order and this kind of contraindicates me just saying that i choose a a canned beverage but i will order soda water with lime no alcohol in it and it still tastes like you're drinking a drink you know it's still kind of fun and bubbly but you're not getting more drunk and you're kind of hydrating as well so sometimes it's good to like take a step back and figure out because i do that so much especially in social settings when everyone's going up to the bar and getting another drink if everyone's going up and getting another round that doesn't mean you need to go up and get another round like you're allowed to set your own pace you don't need to get to the level that everyone else is getting at you're gonna have a much better sunday if you don't And then my very last tip, and this is just me being a big sis, Uber there, Uber back. It is max, hopefully, $30 to $60 to do that. A DUI is like something crazy, like $15,000. Plus, it's so hard to get employed if you have something like that. And just like the emotional stress that that will bring you. So always Uber. I'm sure it stinks to spend the money, but it's never worth it and those are my tips (laughs) now let's fast forward 
this is kind of a sporadic episode because I was doing so much research that this kind of just feels like a research paper with, you know, when you write paper and you have different like headers and you'll bold them and underline them. That's what like my notes page looks like right now. So this next section says hangovers and I, exo, oh my gosh, my brain's loading. Ethanol is a diuretic. Um, so you're just extremely dehydrated and you're probably low on sodium as well. And that's why you get hungover. You're just like so horribly dehydrated. Um, my personal go-tos for this is Gatorade, specifically the blue one, because Gatorade has all those electrolytes for you. And then you can also go for a pretzel or a potato. There's a good chance you could also be low on potassium and potatoes have potassium and sodium in them. You can eat them mashed. You can eat them fried. You can have so many different kinds of potatoes <laughs> and just sleep like you sometimes you just have to sleep it off alcohol actually suppresses your REM for two cycles so that's why even though maybe you slept for nine hours after a night out like you still feel like dead it's because your body was not truly getting that full sleep and then let's say it hits around like two three four there's nothing I believe in more than going for an outdoor walk on a hangover I think that just moving your body is good make sure you've gotten some fluids in before but you're going to feel like a brand new woman or man after. And that is it on alcohol. <laughs> I hope this episode gave you guys some insight and I hope it was helpful for you guys. Um, this was fun to talk about. As always, please be safe and please consider your relationship with alcohol. If it's really something that you like doing, if it's something that's affecting your mental health, um, if it's something that's like still serving you, just because everyone around you is doing it doesn't mean that it's something that you have to partake in every single weekend and maybe consider going sober for a week or two and just kind of seeing how your mental health does and how you feel. Okay, my rant's over. Thanks for coming to this TED Talk and I will talk to you guys all next week.